Just run the ball with Cam Opachowski. What's going on, everybody? It's week three of the playoffs. Fortunately, we did not do an episode last week, but wanted to cover one that talks about a bunch of different guys you're going to see on playoffs teams, you're going to see on championship teams. And this is either guys that were drafted later on and really exceeded that draft value or guys that were drafted mid-rounds, early rounds that have just exploded. If you are an owner of Cooper Cup this year, you're probably in the playoffs. This guy's PRK1 right now, averaging 26 points. And Cooper Cup, he was drafted as the wide receiver 19, averaging 51st overall pick. So this guy was drafted at the beginning of the sixth round, flex, wide receiver two, maybe possibly on some people's benches too. If he's the sixth pick, they didn't have a quarterback tight end. He was probably your first bench pick. And this guy is averaging 26 points. Every single one of his games has been in double digits. His worst game was 11 points. This guy's just been a stud. I mean, Tom Hines, what do you, what do you think of this? Did, did you see anything even close to this coming from Cooper Cup? Because I honestly, I would have taken Robert Woods over him. Yeah, I also had Robert Woods, and I was pretty vocal about that. Even when Cooper Cup was playing well in the in the beginning of the week, so I was pretty vocal that I thought Robert Woods would eventually take over. Um, but as it turned out, he never did. But on the bright side, for fantasy owners, 70% of the playoff teams in ESPN have Cooper Cup on their team. Yeah, so that's impressive. The, the only other ones that are that high in 2019 it was Christian McCaffrey. In 2018 it was um, James Conner when he took over for Le'Veon Bell. And in 2017 it was Kamara when he was uh, really not really like established as a, a really nice running back. So those were the guys. I didn't actually find anyone for last year, so I don't know. It was a weird season with COVID. So I'm not sure exactly if any team necessarily had one key player, but Cooper Cup is that player this year, 70% of playoff teams. Yeah, he was, and just kind of doing this for throughout the season, he was that guy we kept, both, like both you and me kept saying, oh, you know, he's he's doing really well, but be careful, you know, like it just kind of like Robert, I remember there was one where we were saying Robert Woods, you know, he's doing well, he could take over and he just, he never went away. And I don't, I don't understand how he kept up this production, but he did. It was those uh, daily breakfasts with uh, Matt right. Stafford. The yeah. boys. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> whatever works. I don't know if they drafted each other in fantasy or what, but he has been absolutely at 26 points for a non quarterback. Like that's nuts. That's more points than anyone has scored, even quarterbacks. Yeah, and I believe I haven't updated this number, but I think Matt Stafford uh, was, I think, in terms of passer rating, one of the top two quarterbacks this season as well. Okay. So that definitely helps when you when you're talking about wide receiver production. I'm, I'll, I'll double check on the numbers and get back to you, yeah. but I think uh, Matt Stafford had a really good year as well. So it definitely reflected in the Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup. You could have 
all of those guys on your team and you have three top five wide receivers. Like, isn't that insane to think of it? Like you think of the, the Tyreeks, the Devonte Adams, stuff like that. So when someone like Cooper cup sneaks into there, it just makes these teams like nuts. All right. So next guy, we're doing the PRK one for running back, Jonathan JT Taylor. He is averaging 23 points. This is a guy that was drafted as the eighth running back end of the first beginning of the second. And this is an early pick. It's not like he was a Cooper Cup, you know, drafted as your flex or so. He's drafted as your RB1 or RB2. But this guy has been a stud. Obviously, the PRK1, Derrick Henry got injured. So JT took over, but he's doing well. He's doing insane watching him in the game. Some Sometimes you get like McCaffrey, who's very good for fantasy, but, you know, the team still isn't great. JT is one of those guys where on the field in fantasy, he is just insane. He's won several games for them, five touchdown games, long touchdown against the Patriots. And he's, he's an MVP candidate because of how well he's been playing. So this guy's been nuts. I know someone that we also both not trash, but kind of said we didn't believe in a ton at the beginning of the season. And, you know, I know with him on your fantasy team, it, it brought you pretty far, but thoughts on JT. Yeah, I definitely uh, would like to apologize for calling him bad. Um, yeah, he was just insane. I mean, he was getting – he had a couple games where he had over 150 rushing yards. And not many running backs can say that they have, like, more than one game over 150 rushing yards. He also tied an NFL record for having – well, for one, rushing touchdowns in a row. Like, every game you got a rushing touchdown. But then also comboed that with 100 – more more scrimmage yards. I think the streak actually, I think he missed breaking the record by like two yards, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But they were talking. So when he had that streak going, so it was 100 or more uh, scrimmage yards and a rushing touchdown. And that was the streak that he tied. It was three yards. Yep. 97 yards. Yeah. So yeah. he was very close to, to um, making some new records. But yeah, he had an awesome season for sure. The third PRK one, this one at tight end in Mark Andrews. So in a season where you had Kelsey drafted in the first round in most leagues, he's not the PRK one. And I thought of Kelsey, you know, money in the bank. You always get good value out of him. And he's averaging 17 points. And there, like there's nothing to take away. But he just came off a 41-point week that really, you know, kind of pads the stats after having two 5.7-point weeks. But right now, Mark Andrew is ahead of him. Who knows how they'll finish up the season. Mark Andrew is averaging 18 points at tight end. 18 points is more than most running backs and wide receivers. He's he's a late mid, or a mid-round guy drafted as tight end five, and he's at the top right now. Yeah, and not, not to mention, but we're recording this uh, right before week 17 started. Correct. These are his last three weeks. So against the Bengals, 26.5. Against the Packers, 35.6. And against the Browns, 28.5. And weren't two of those the backup? Yes, Huntley. Yep. Backup quarterback, yep, yep. So, well, I, I don't think Huntley paid two, actually. I think Huntley was out. I think there was another guy in. So that's even more impressive that he's still doing that. Exactly. So just three monster games all in a row. Not to mention that those were playoff, like, clinch times. Like, those were the weeks that you needed your players to go off. Mm -hmm. First week in playoffs, and then the other two weeks, 
or first two weeks of playoffs. So he got 35 and 26. So if you had him, that's an automatic, well, not, I don't want to say automatic win because you can still lose, but that's double what you expect from a tight end. And then the week before playoffs started, if you needed like that extra win, he put up 28 points. So definitely so far, I would say that if you have him in uh, your team, he's the playoff MVP for your team so far. Yeah, because he's averaging 18. And like you said, all those games were significantly over 20 points. So the the past few weeks is something that's really, really helped you out. I know in, in our league, that was really tight where we have, I think, six people with the same record. That's that's someone where if you had him on your team, he's going to get you into the playoffs. Exactly. All right. So another one that we have, this is probably at least by what I found the best value. I think Cooper Cup is actually Cooper Cup's probably a little better, but latest pick that we're going to talk about Debo Samuel averaged around the 87th pick. So this is a ninth round guy drafted as wide receiver 35 as a proud owner of Debo in one of my leagues. I did draft him around here. So I drafted him on my bench, kind of a late round flyer. Wasn't sure about Ayuk. Ayuk went at least three rounds before him. So Figured I'd grab Debo. He's the PRK four. He's averaging 21. And he's just like Jonathan Taylor. He's one of those guys where he's really good for fantasy, but watching him play, the guy's just nuts. He's if you have ever watched the 49er game this year, you see the amount he can run, the amount he can catch, and after the catch, you know, doing the screen, stuff like that. The guy's insane. He's a hybrid running back, wide receiver. Another person that's definitely an MVP candidate for what he's done for his team. And there's not that many wide receivers you can say that have scored a rushing touchdown in five consecutive games. Debo did that. And so he's the PRK four right now coming off a 28 point week against Tennessee where he had over 159 yards receiving only 32 yards rushing. But like I said, he does have seven rushing touchdowns on the year. So think about that. That's, you know, you're adding those extra touchdowns to a wide receiver stats plus the receiving touchdowns. So his value has been great, especially where you drafted him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought um, that ESPN was going to pull a, uh, a Taysom Hill and change his position because for a couple of games there, he was the running back. You know, they weren't using him as like a wide receiver. They were using mm-hmm. him as a running back. So I thought that they were going to maybe put on like a uh, running back slash wide receiver uh, category. But I haven't seen actually, I haven't, I used to see a lot of those back in uh, a couple of years ago, but I haven't seen very many. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they just don't do that anymore. You're right though. I, I really have not seen that. Uh, but yeah, definitely great value. And then, like you said, those rushing touchdowns are pretty nice. I mean, if yeah. you can get a wide receiver getting rushing touchdowns. Because the rushing touchdowns are just more consistent than uh, receiving touchdowns. So like that's, an, that's an extra 42 points on the season right there. He has, exactly. he has 292 points. So that's, you know, like a sixth of his points or a fifth of his points almost are from those rushing touchdowns without any yards. So that's, that's an insane amount to add on. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely great value for, uh, out of Debo. Yeah. So these are these are kind of our top four guys we wanted to go with. We're going to go into the next tier where let's let's start off just because we've mentioned these guys. Let's start off with the quarterback. So, uh, Tom Hines, I'll let you take this one. You can start with whoever you want. 
Sure. So I'll go with um, who I think has the best value out of quarterback, uh, Jalen Hurts. This is actually – I don't – like, so he was drafted, I think – what did we have, Matt? The, the 12 quarterback? Yep. So he ended up 12, and, and for a while there, it was him and Tom Brady competing for first and second. I think Hurts was actually number one uh, around week seven or eight, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, yes, he, he was. Yes. Yeah. So it was right before he got injured and right before the bye week, he was the PRK one. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're getting the 12th, the 12th guy quarterback and you're getting the PRK one quarterback, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And that was just strictly born out of his, like his rushing attempts. I mean, he was, I mean, I don't know if, if, well, for anyone who drafted Miles Sanders, they'd remember, but for the first <laughs> like eight or nine weeks, the running backs weren't getting any touches on the ground. It was all yeah. hurts. He was putting up running back numbers. I think he had a couple of games over 100 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. So you're basically getting a running back slash quarterback. So you got the benefits of the running back with the rushing yards and the rushing touchdowns. And you also got the added benefit of any receiving touchdowns that, or throwing touchdowns, I guess, that he threw. So that, yeah, he was just a, a fantasy beast for a while. Yeah, he's not saying you had you had guys like Russell Wilson, fortunately Ryan Tannehill, Tua. Even Matt Ryan, like these guys were all drafted ahead of him. And like you said, the value you're getting from him is insane. Obviously, it it works. It works in Philly. I thought he went throw enough. He's looked pretty good throwing. I just didn't think the team would be good enough for him to produce in fantasy. The team's actually done pretty well. They're above 500 now. So, yeah, hats off to Hertz. I was not a believer in him. I did not think he would be good. But he is, he is really impressed. And... It's it's impressive for someone who barely even played last year is essentially a rookie plus three games. Yeah, definitely. And then um, the other uh, quarterback that we had great value out of my own personal favorite, uh, Justin Herbert. Drafted as the eighth quarterback overall is currently sitting at number two. Which is also awesome value i know there were a lot of question marks with the team like new coach can he really uh produce good numbers with the with the the offense like i know some people say sophomore slump well that did not apply to to herbert i think he was averaging 22 points at the moment yep 22.4 so i mean that's awesome value if you can get that um he he just had a monster year he had keenan allen to throw to mike williams at the start of the season exploded yep so he there was that too. I, when I think I, I think Keenan Allen was out a couple of games, so Mike Mike Williams exploded. Um, and then obviously um, someone who we're going to talk about soon, Eckler, who is the best receiving back in the league, had a ton of receiving catches, a ton of receiving touchdowns. So that was all just points in the bank for um, for Herbert as well. You got uh, you got Eckler over Kamara, best receiver. Oh yeah, well, this season for sure. Yeah, no okay. doubt. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So the, the thing about Herbert too, is like you said with Eckler, usually if you have a really good running back, you know, a top, top five fantasy, but really talented running back, it takes away from the quarterback's value. But in this case, it actually really has helped Herbert just because of how good Eckler is at receiving. He gets those receiving yards and touchdowns from his running back too. So that's what I think really makes Herbert, um, very, very good value for his spot and obviously has gotten him to the PRK too. Exactly. 
we kind of brought it up, but someone else we have in this category, Eckler. Um, I know you spoke on that a little bit, but it's, yeah, the, the receiving is insane, but he's done well as a runner. I wasn't sure about his running ability. And the thing that concerned me was his touchdowns. I think he only had five or six touchdowns last year, but he's been, he's been nuts and PRK two drafted, you know, RB 11 in the second round. He's, he's been impressive as that whole offense has. Yeah, he's had a monster year. He he was um I think the uh, did you mention I forget if you mentioned it, but he was the 15th average pick. Yep. Ended up finishing um PRK2 only averaging 1.7 points less per game than Taylor. Wow. So, yeah, so monster um monster fantasy showing. And this actually I was hinting at the uh the team you could have you could have built yourself with, with the right yeah. picks. So I'll, I'll go into it now, now that we uh, have Eckler, who is the, the last piece of the puzzle out of the way. Okay. So so this was a legitimate team that you could draft. And if you had, you have to have pick uh, seven to nine to get it done. <laughs> okay. I like, I like where this is going. I'll post this too, because I think this is, yeah. this is useful information. If, and honestly, if anyone has a team like this, like go buy a lottery yeah. ticket. I, I only... I only picked the first four players because if you yeah. had these players, you won no matter what anyways. So it's just right. not going to matter. You're going to make it. Yeah. So if you had first pick Jonathan Taylor okay. averaging 22.8 points, mm-hmm. second pick Austin Eckler averaging 21.1 points, mm-hmm. third pick Chris Godwin, who was out for the year, but previously averaging 17.3 points. Yep. And then Cooper cup averaging 26.1 points okay so did you did you do what that was yes out, I of, out, of, out of all four of them so those four guys are averaging 87.3 points per week jeez and that's no quarterback tight end defense flex or kicker wow. exactly so yeah. yeah i mean if you get 80 out of those guys and you get 40 out of the the other positions like you're chill and 40 is extreme you know think about quarterback flex stuff like that realistically yeah. you're, you're averaging at least 140 to 150 even if you get a bad quarterback you're getting 15 points a week we'll say yeah and it's not like top tier numbers so that's right 15 and then that's 102 and let's say you have like a kind of a medium tier uh flex player averaging like i don't know let's say 12 points yep and then a defense will say let's say you get a, a terrible Dude, like defense. five yeah five points five points a game and your kicker, let's say you get like um, I don't know Boswell this year. He's having a bad year, right? Uh, he's he's doing okay for doing okay. not great for fantasy, but so let's say like uh, I don't know six points a week. Yeah. So just absolute garbage tier for the rest of your team. You're still averaging 125 points a week. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> that's disturbing. So uh, yeah, that's that's interesting though. I, I like kind of going through those and and seeing and maybe we can figure out flex and defense and stuff yeah yeah we, we can get the uh, uh the, the optimal uh yeah. players you probably th- you could probably throw debo at the flex you probably throw cup at the flex honestly yeah the, i had to scroll pretty far down for cup so there was definitely yeah. you could have gotten a pick in between godwin and cup i just right put cup in there because i figured at that point you're winning your league no matter what so. yeah yeah okay so one and two got got a few more guys don't have to Go into a ton. Um, so kind of group these guys together. We have Joe Mixon, Najee Harris. Joe Mixon drafted RB13. Najee drafted RB10. Mixon is the three. Najee is the four. And the reason we are talking about these guys, 
Joe Mixon is someone who I think we are always waiting for Mixon's year. You know, when's he going to break out? When's he going to do well? We saw flashes. Burrow has done extremely well, good receivers. So overall, good offense has really opened up Mixon to a lot of points. Quite the opposite with Najee Harris. Bad offense, but insane usage. I mean, this guy just gets so many carries, so many receptions. And even though the team is just barely scraping by in that tough division, he's he's been nuts. And to get to the PRK four is impressive. The PRK three is impressive. So what do you uh what what do you think of these guys? Big shout out to anyone in a keeper league. Yeah. Drafted Najee. I mean, right. he's going to be, well, I hope anyways, I hope I'm not an idiot looking back in this moment and be like, wow, it's so dumb. But yeah. he's going to be, uh, in my opinion, a top 10 running back for the next like four years. Yeah. Well, think about if they get a good quarterback. Yeah. I, I you know. <laughs> it's just speaking of that, I saw, I mean, this has got to be like top 10. I, I couldn't tell if this was like a shit post or if this was like actually serious. Yeah. But some guy I saw on Twitter like ranked his like best quarterbacks of all time. Oh God! Here we go. And had, and had Big Ben as his number one. How absurd! Number is that, one. All. Number one. All right, like Big Ben has had a great career, but like number one, dude. Yeah, come best, on. Best, not dead serious. <laughs> not kidding. Best quarterback of all time. And then he had like, uh, I think it was Aaron Rodgers at number two, and he didn't even have Tom Brady in the top ten. This guy must have been from Pittsburgh, right? I mean, like, there's no other I, way, unless yeah, he is be. cousins with Big Ben or something, like. Oh yeah, I don't that know how insane. you how do you have Big Ben on a top ten list as number yeah. one and not even include Tom Brady. That's disturbing. Yeah. Well, I guess some people think so. <laughs> but no, I agree. You got a good quarterback that can open up downfield throws, and then uh, Najee is just going to be eating yards for sure. Yeah. yeah. So so these guys are are good. Like I said, you know, kind of uh, second round or so. Not not super late, but the value you're getting is really good. Three and four, great usage on these guys. And like I said, Joe Mixon, great usage on a good offense. It gets up the field a ton, scores a lot of touchdowns. Najee, not so much with the touchdowns, but a lot of receptions. And just no one is taking carries from him. So so that's why he's so good. But Yeah, and also I'd like to to throw in Joe Mixon is currently the uh, number two uh, for rush yards. So Jonathan Taylor, number one. Is he actually? Okay. Joe Mixon, number two. Yep, he's ahead of Nick Chubb by, like, I think 20 yards, it looks like. Uh, 17 yards, somewhere in that range. So we still it's close. Do we still have Derrick Henry kicking around? Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of bad for everybody else in the league, but he is still one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> just, oh just above uh, Zeke, Antonio Gibson, and Damian Harris. So Wow, nice. Yeah, guy. Um, <laughs> OK, so we'll do just quickly two pass catchers that have been doing really well. Justin Jefferson drafted wide receiver eight is now the PRK three. Obviously, Thielen being out has helped his value a ton, but Thielen being in does not hurt his value at all. Uh, George Kittle is another one who has been out for a few games this season, actually a large percentage of the season. He's the PRK three tight end. So to to miss that much time and come back and be so dominant is insane. Um, obviously, that's a that's a very shallow position. So if you get someone who's a stud like that, very impressive, um, averaging 16 points. So so these guys have been good too. Um, not, you know, drafted super late or anything, 
but really helping kind of kind of boost your team to get into the playoffs or, or have success as well, especially these past few weeks. Yep, definitely. And um, I feel we're on this episode. Uh, I would feel bad for um, Jonathan Taylor if I did not mention that his season, he actually broke top 50 for uh, all-time uh, rushing yards, like in a single season. Already? Yep, so he's at 49 wow. right now. Wow. Um, who's the only who's one, right ahead of him? Uh, who's right ahead of him? Uh, Zeke, actually. Oh, really? 2016. Who's number one on that? Is it like AP or something? Or is someone older? Uh, someone older. Uh, let's see. Uh, hold on. I'm going to get his first name. Eric Dickerson. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes uh, sense. He's 1984. And then the second one is uh, Adrian Peterson in okay. 2012. The only recent one was last year, Derek Henry. Uh, yeah. He finished number five. Okay. Yeah, because so, he's one of the, the 2,000 yard rushing guys. Exactly. Yep, 2,027 for Derrick Henry. So. Okay. Nice. Just wanted to put that out there for uh, just end of the season stats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. So I'm gonna do lightning round. Um, very very honorable mentions. We got Cowboys D, PRK one, Dolphins D, PRK two, Cowboys D. Pretty much undrafted. PRK are uh, drafted at 24th defense. Dolphins drafted as 12th. Probably got those guys, but two undrafted kickers, Greg Joseph, PRK3, Evan McPherson, PRK3. You might have drafted McPherson. He's about the PRK17. If you're an absolute psycho and drafted two kickers, maybe you grabbed him. Greg Joseph, no one drafted that guy. So uh, very impressive. These you know, two names that aren't Justin Tucker. Well, Justin Tucker's up there, but like Harrison Butker, Will Lutz, obviously injured, um, two very consistent guys. So cool to see these guys up there. And then Cowboys D was terrible last season. Dolphins D was okay. But these are uh, these are definitely some guys that could have helped you out. Maybe not so much kickers, but Cowboys D and Dolphins D have had some absolutely insane games in the 20s. Yeah, and I like to – you you mentioned it lightly, but I feel like you didn't emphasize it enough. Please don't draft two kickers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The, the, yeah, just be, just because we're talking about this, if you have two PRK two PRK three kickers on your team, no one cares. All you need is one. So it doesn't matter if you have both of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's impressive. A lot of these guys were drafted later. Some of them have really exceeded their expectations, but this is what we have. We are going to do two more episodes kind of based off the end of the season where we're going to talk about some waiver guys that have been excellent pickups that you grabbed, you know, maybe week one, week two have really worked out well. And then we're going to do the opposite of this one. We're going to talk about the bus, the guys that came in, we had high expectations and they did not deliver and we'll do We'll talk about injuries, but we're talking about guys that just should have been a lot better and have sucked. So this was League Winners for Fantasy Football. Hopefully you have some of these guys, and hopefully you're in the championship. Um, I know I'm in one championship. Are you participating in any of this year, Tom Hans? You know, uh, I, know you're I, I am not because I just lost. <laughs> I am not in ours, though. I am not in ours, so I can't no, flex I'm that not, on you, but so. I can flex it on some of the people I work with. So actually, I was on the verge. I had eight wins and didn't make it in my uh, family league, and I just 
dropped out of uh, our league after um, Kamara had two dud weeks in a row. Yeah, ended up costing me. Yeah, I mean, your your team was good, so that's that's unfortunate. And I know you, uh, at least last year, your team was not good, so I, w- I was cheering for you. Okay, in, to... in my defense, my team last year, for those who – well, no one will know because I haven't mentioned it on the podcast before. I had an elite team. I was <laughs> slated to win the league. I had – my running backs were uh, Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. And for those of you who remember, within five minutes of each other – on uh, one fateful red zone day, they both had injuries that knocked him out for at least eight weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, does I, that help you now? No, I'm just saying I had. It wasn't that I had a bad team. I had an elite yeah. team. It just so happened that they both uh, my my top two picks ended up uh, injuring themselves and going up for the season. So I just want to clear my yep. name so everyone doesn't okay. think we're listening to some fantasy scrub and giving them advice on. Uh, on their teams, you know, it was a good team. It just didn't right. work out too good. I think I think that helps. I did have a few people that were kind of asking about that, so I I appreciate you clarifying. Yeah, I'm sure. Yep. Something that comes with a summer storm. Snow.